ball is high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Nosebleeds Podcast. Got a big one for you today. World Series preview. We have the World Series now. It will be Rays and Dodgers from Arlington starting on Tuesday night. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. Glad you're with us. Alongside my man, Jack Roche. I'm Jimmy Sullivan. Jack, good to be with you again, and what a postseason we have had. It, I mean, when it started, it was just a treat, you know? Like, we, we finally have playoff baseball back, and, man, has it delivered. I think every series has been entertaining, and here we are just a day before the World Series. And it's so rare, too. We get two Game 7s in the League Championship Series. Both of those series, frankly, I thought were going to be over in pretty short order. Braves were up 3-1 in the National League. Rays had a 3-0 lead in the American League. The Astros came back, forced the Game 7. Dodgers came back, won Game 7 last night. So now we have it. Rays, Dodgers, World Series, two teams with the best record in baseball will play in the World Series First neutral site World Series, I think, ever, if not in a very, very long time. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, so forgive me, but it has to be the first. Yeah, they, they don't keep that stat. No. That's something. <laughs> there was probably one in, like, 1890-something, you know, in the second term of the Cleveland administration, they might have done this. I don't know, but they're doing <laughs> it here now. 2020. And we get to the end of the season. Frankly, I'm just happy. I don't know about you. I'm just happy that we're here at this point more than anything. Because there were some times during the season where I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it to the end. But here we are. End of the season. Rays Dodgers World Series. And Jack, just off the top, I have to ask, how excited are you for this matchup? Jimmy, there, there were real concerns of this MLB season shutting down. And I just want to add, the hottest guy in baseball right now, who, who would that be? I mean, there's could be Corey Seager, could be a Rosarena. All right, I want to uh, go with Rosarena, right? Yeah. He had COVID. Yes. So many guys had COVID. And the fact that we are just, you know, like – little over 24 hours away from World Series baseball with the two best teams in the league, right? This is, this is one of those years where they, you look at the matchup and you say, oh, that seems right. These guys deserve to be here. It is going to be a great series. And, I mean, you just look at the rosters of these teams and there's no glaring holes on either one of them. Randy Rosarena, hottest player in baseball. They asked him earlier in the playoffs who his favorite Cuban-American baseball player is because he's from Cuba, and he said Randy Rosarena, which <laughs> I agree with. I agree with the way he has played. I love watching Randy Rosarena. Cowboy boots. Oh, my goodness. He is a lot of fun. He's awesome. They were doing, like, the dance party after they beat the Yankees, and he was just <laughs> crushing it. He started doing the worm. It was awesome. It was awesome. But the point you make about the rosters, I think, is a really good one. 
especially when you think about the contrast between these two teams, right? The Rays have a minuscule payroll compared to the Dodgers, who are seemingly in the luxury tax every year. Dodgers went out in the offseason. I know this is a sore subject for you, Jack, as a Red Sox fan. <laughs> went out, got Mookie Betts in the trade. Also got David Price, who didn't pitch for them this year, and Bruce Dark Ratterall in that deal. Red Sox have payroll flexibility. I think it's even. But you've got a superstar Mookie Betts. And, and this is not to take away from the Rays. But, you know, you look at that Dodgers lineup. I was thinking about this watching the game last night. Their lineup is insane. Just in the depth that they have, one through nine, they bring Kike Hernandez off the bench in the sixth inning. He hits a game-tying home run. Their lineup is absolutely crazy, Jack. And it's – honestly, if you look at it on paper, it's hard to fathom how they lose to anybody. But I, I that's, they're, they're incredible. I couldn't agree with you more. Before the season, my younger brother was trying to make the case that this Dodgers roster on paper – is right there with the greatest of all time. You could make that argument. You could absolutely make that argument, talent-wise. Talent. Yeah. Not to say they're going to win the series. We'll give our picks later. But, <laughs> uh, I've been on the Rays since July, okay? But <laughs> you, you have a, a roster. I mean, Corey Seager, right? One of the hottest hitters in baseball. If Rosarain is the hottest guy in the American League, Corey Seager's the hottest guy in the National League. You have the pitching staff, obviously. Walker Bueller is a star. Now, I mean, they tried out Dustin May to start game seven, which didn't go terribly well for him. But still, the trust they showed in a guy like that who doesn't really have any playoff experience. And um, it's just incredible to see what this lineup does, like top to bottom. Corey Seager, NLCS MVP, after his performance in the series. Cody Bellinger, who's given us a lot of great memes this postseason, but who also hit a huge home run last night to put them ahead. Uh, I, I was just so impressed, Jack. They're down 3-1. They come back. They win the series. And it looked like the Braves had them. I mean, you're going into game five. Braves have all the momentum. They won 10-2 the night before. And here come the Dodgers. They win game five. And then Mookie Betts makes the great play in game six, which was a highlight. They wind up winning that game. They take game seven. They come back from 3-1. Just an incredible comeback for the Dodgers, Jack. And now, you know, this takes them into the World Series where I think most people will probably have them as the favorite. Yeah, like forget about their, you know, they, they've got great pitching. But let's forget about that for a second. You know, Mookie Betts was making plays left and right in, in the outfield, but he didn't swing a particularly hot bat in this NLCS. But they won the series, you know, like Cody Bellinger, you know, besides that home run wasn't always delivering. And, and the thing with that Dodgers lineup is when some of those stars aren't producing, they can pick up the slack. They've got AJ Pollock. Like they, they, and they've got so many guys and it's Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. They, they Max Muncy. I mean, it's like these guys could be like, like almost faces of franchises on other teams, you know, and they're just guys on the Dodgers, you know, it's incredible. Max Muncy, we totally forgot about was tearing the cover off the ball two years ago. Yeah. He, he was the centerpiece of that lineup two years ago, but 
Dodgers into the World Series uh, with that win last night. We should also we should also just shout out the fact that Will Smith hit a home run off Will Smith in this series. That's the only time I could ever remember two guys, two, one guy hitting a home run off another guy with the exact same day. That was incredible. It, Jeff Passan wrote an article on it. It's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. It's <laughs> tremendous. Just tremendous. And, of course, it was Will Smith, which is, like, yeah. the perfect name for that to happen to. Yeah, awesome. just, like, uh, Joe, you know, like, Brown. That would be terrible. It's got to be a, a big name, like Will Smith. That really lived up to, you know, you know, set the standards, set the expectations. Oh, yeah. For internet purposes, it was perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. So, anyway, Dodgers win 4-3 in the NLCS. Moving to the other side now. Going back over what happened in the ALCS, because, man, that was, that was really something. Rays were up 3-0 on Houston. And we were all writing the epitaph for the Astros. Frankly, I was kind of enjoying doing so. And, and then here come the Astros. They win game four. Carlos Correa with the walk-off in game five. They win game six going away. And I was so impressed by Tampa Bay on Saturday night. Because, yeah, you know, I, I said earlier in the show, I've been on them since July. But I was having serious doubts going into game seven after having blown a 3-0 lead. And yet, they pulled through. They got some big hits from Rosarena and Zanino. And they win that game 4-2. They're in the World Series. And, and Jack, I, I don't know how you felt about it, but that was my main takeaway, that they blew a 3-0 lead. All the momentum's against them. But yet, here they were. They were very calm about it. And they wound up holding on to win game seven. And despite blowing that huge lead, they wind up going to the World Series. I have two reasons why I was very happy with the result of game seven. The first being, I would have been very upset if the Astros made the World Series with a losing regular season record. Um, and two... I, I am very happy with the fact that the Red Sox still have that uh, record intact, that they're the only team to come back from a 3-0 deficit in Major League Baseball. So I'm, I'm a happy camper with, with the result of that series. I, I, I even tweeted out the clip, uh, I think it was during game six, of Kevin Millar before the game four of the ALCS telling Dan Shaughnessy, just don't let us win tonight. He is Kevin Millar is like one of my favorite players of all time in that uh, four days in October documentary. He is like the funniest guy. He, he could have been a comedian or something. He is electric. <laughs> yeah. And, but just remember, don't let the Sox win tonight. And yeah. they won that game. They won game five. And then they won two blowouts at Yankee stadium. And they're still the only team to do it. As you said, Boston Red Sox, 2004, only team in the history of baseball come back from 3-0 down to win the series. Astros uh, became the second team to come back from down 3-0 to force a game seven, but they did not win. And you bring up an interesting point about the playoffs because the Astros would not have gotten in in a regular playoff year, whatever that means anymore, because I think these playoffs are here to stay after what we've seen. But 29-31, and 31, they were in the regular season. They got in on the virtue of being second in the American League West, which besides the A's was not good. And they get in, and here they are, a game away from the World Series. I, 
I don't know how you feel about it. I just feel a little conflicted when you see some of these teams making deep runs. Like I thought in the National League, I thought the Reds were going to go deep and then they just didn't hit. But they had the pieces to, even though they were the seventh seed, Astros are the sixth seed and under 500. And yet here they are going deep in the playoffs. I'm, I feel weird about it because on the one hand, you know, it's 60 games. Nobody knows who's good, who's bad. I mean, beyond the obvious. Um, and I think in a 162-game season, you know, to have a 16-team playoff, that's just strange to me. And then you're going to be letting in teams. Instead of 29 and 31, it might be 80 and 82. And then those teams, you know, could go deep in the playoffs if their division's bad. Like if the ALS is bad over 162 games and the Astros get in, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, they're in the World Series and they were terrible all year. Let's put in the regular season. I, that's how I – that's my conflict about it. That's where I'm coming from. I've got a question for you, Jimmy. Yeah. How did you feel about the Miami Marlins making the postseason? Whew. Um. That's an interesting one. It's also interesting in the context that they're dismantling their front office right now, but um, because that's what they do every time they make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, The Marlins were interesting because, I mean, they were not much better than the Astros. I mean, I guess it was a good story, right? For the Marlins to get in the playoffs, good for the franchise, whatever. But I don't feel a lot differently than I did about the Astros to be quite honest because you know if you take the regular format and again I know 60 games it's hard to differentiate from especially the teams in that middle tier like you know who's really good you know who's really bad and the teams in the middle are very indistinguishable but yeah you look at the Marlins this year they're 31 and 29 I mean the Cardinals were the five seed at 30 and 28 the Brewers got in under 500 I don't know if, how you can be thrilled about that. I mean, there was some sense of justice, I suppose, in the fact that they got hammered by the Braves in the NLDS. So at the end of the day, I mean, this stuff's going to get worked out. You still have to win X number of games to win a championship. So, I'm, I mean, I'm against these playoffs, but I will say this. You can make all these arguments against the playoffs that you want. Look who's standing at the end of it. It's the two best teams. So you have to give them that. It's the same as the NBA playoffs. Everybody says, oh, my God, this takes forever. But it's always, or almost always, the two best teams standing at the end of it. So I think you have to give baseball some credit there. And, Jimmy, that's why I asked the question, because I was so happy to see a team like the Marlins make the playoffs, but they had a pretty quick exit. But the Astros looked like they deserved to be there. You know, they – they they played the part and you know they they didn't have a great regular season i think a lot of that has to do with just the the mental toll of everything that's happened and you know what they got off easy don't get me, if there were fans it would be way way worse but um i think they used that as like um as inspiration as motivation and, and Man, that that team, it's scary that they lost the best pitcher in the league and they were a game away from being in the World Series another time. Yeah, and they also did it without the Rookie of the Year last year in Jordan Alvarez. 
So they lost their best pitcher, one of their best hitters, lost Cole in the offseason, found Framber Valdez, who was tremendous, and they just pieced it together and messed around and got to game seven of the ALCS. So credit to them. I, don't get me wrong. I don't like the Astros. I think I've made that clear <laughs> based on what they did. But you do have to give them credit in that regard because a lot of teams would have just folded under those circumstances. They did not, and they almost got back to the World Series. A lot of that credit, I think, goes to Dusty Baker. But let's look at the Rays here for a second because they are going to the World Series, and the joke about the Rays the last few years is that they've got the best team of guys that you've never heard of. (laughs) Well, some of those guys hopped off. This postseason, Randy Rosarena, 55 at-bats, seven home runs in the playoffs, OPS up near 1,300. Manuel Margot having a great postseason. G-Man Choi hitting great. Mike Zanino is giving them contributions, even though he's only hitting 216. You look over at their pitching staff, and sometimes it seems a little bit like they're winging it, but they've got Charlie Morton and Tyler Glass now. Blake Snell there aren't a lot of teams that can compete with that and Jack as I look at this World Series I think the pitching is going to be so critical particularly for the Rays I feel like Um, and I think as I look at their pitching staff this is the thing to me that gives them a chance because lineup wise I think we'll both probably agree the Dodgers are better top to bottom just a deeper lineup but the pitching of the Rays, the guys they can bring out of the bullpen in particular, I think, the Jack, that gives them a real chance in this series. Otherwise, I would say Dodgers in five or something like that. But I really believe the Rays pitching is going to keep them in this series. How about you? I agree. And I think on that matter, I do not see any um, pitchers' duels going on throughout the remainder of this series. I think both of these teams like to get creative, you know, like last night with the Dodgers, you know, they don't do what the Rays did, but Dustin May had an excellent season as a 23 year old. Right. And and he got knocked around a little bit, but he did not go deep into the game. I think we're going to see the Dodgers embracing some of the stuff that the Rays do not going deeper into games and seeing a lot of guys a couple different times throughout the series. And I mean, the Rays, they just, I just can't, I still can't believe how good they are. It's hard to wrap your mind around it given how little they spend. And people on Twitter were talking about, Oh, this is a great story. This is incredible. I hesitate on the great story part of it because they're not spending any money. (laughs) That's the only thing that kind of gets to me. Like, you should spend money as a competitive franchise in Major League Baseball. They're not, and here they are. (laughs) But it will be interesting, and should also just note the scheduling of the World Series, because there are going to be off days, unlike every other series so far in the playoffs. So they'll play first two games, Tuesday and Wednesday, then there'll be an off day. There'll be an off day next Monday after game five, if we get that far. So... The schedule is going to be normal. And we were talking about scheduling in the sense that, oh, well, you're not going to have any off days. And that was earlier in the playoffs when, you know, we were talking about the division series, the championship series. So that is back to normal. And I, I think that is 
maybe I don't want to say a disadvantage for the Rays, but they had so much depth in their bullpen. They could just turn to anybody, right? You saw in that Yankee series, they were anybody you could name was coming into that series and the Astros series. They did a lot of the same stuff. They brought in Aaron loop for a spell. Aaron loop hadn't pitched in forever. And yet here he was and by forever. I mean like two weeks, but still. Um, so they, yeah, they could bring in basically whoever they wanted on command. Uh, having the off days, I think doesn't offset their ability to do that, but it it gives the Dodgers more ability, as you said, Jack, to be creative. You know, you were talking about last night, Dustin May goes, an inning and then they bring in Tony Gonsolin he doesn't last too long Blake Trinan's coming in by the fourth inning and when you see something like that and you're the Braves you're thinking hey this is our shot I mean they're deep into the bullpen not even halfway through the game and the Braves did some things last night uh, that did not help them the base running fiasco that was some of the worst base running I've ever seen by the way oh, uh, they could you're added- the runner at second you take off on that you you better be at third Oh my goodness. I mean, that's, I learned that in fifth grade <laughs> and I stopped playing baseball in sixth, but you yeah, should be still. playing. You should be out there. <laughs> yeah. I'd be hurting my hamstring by the time I got to like second. <laughs> I'd have to get to second first though. Oh my goodness. Man. But yeah, it was, it was brutal base run. But that being said, yeah, the, the Dodgers, the, the point of the conversation is that the Dodgers have an ability to go deep in the bullpen. I mean, Julio Arias got the final nine outs last night. Who saw that come? With zero strikeouts. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hey, good for him. That's probably the way he has to do it. He's another guy. He could be – if he's pitching like that, like what he did last night, he is a real weapon for the Dodgers out of the bullpen. So he, could, he could do what Andrew Miller was doing a couple of years ago with the Indians where they would just bring him in whenever there was a jam and he would get out of it. Eventually he ran out of gas, so you don't want to overdo it. But – like, he could play that role and be a severe, serious weapon for this Dodgers team. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. When he was coming up, he, he was touted as this mega prospect. And I think early he didn't really live up to those expectations. But if he can settle into that stretched-out bullpen role, I think he really is going to be huge for them in this World Series. It's funny, too. Like, how many guys do we see who come up as, like, heralded starting pitchers, don't work out, and turn out amazing in the bullpen? It's really incredible. Arias doesn't fit that bill with the stuff he has, but still. Like, it's really funny. You look at, like, Andrew Miller, Wade Davis, like, on and on and on and on. Guys who came up as starters, flamed out, went to the bullpen, were incredible. Uh, not saying Arias is going to be that guy, but he will be this year, possibly. And I think that's an important role for the Dodgers to fulfill. Again, game one is tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, and it's going to be a good series. I- I'm really excited for this. Uh, people think the Dodgers are big favorites. and I don't necessarily even disagree with maybe the favorites part of it, but I actually think this series is pretty even. I dare to say. I, I, I love what the Rays have done, obviously. Uh, the Dodgers, you have to give infinite credit to. But, Jack, I honestly believe this is a series that can go six or seven games. I think it's going to be competitive. And I think both of these teams honestly have enough to win a championship. And then we'll see what winds up happening in the games. I'm really excited for this. I think that the 
we, we know what the Dodgers are capable of, right? They don't win uh, eight consecutive <laughs> division titles on accident, right? They are there for a reason. And I think with this Rays team, the biggest thing is going to be that lineup, you know, the, the big storyline of the ALCS and the whole postseason has been Randy Rosarena, but in the ALCS, the rest of the team batted 183. That's not pretty. And that's not going to cut it in the world series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's not. And, and their lineup, you know, you could say what you want about Rosarena. I will say also um, to your point about the lineup, not only did they struggle in the ALCS, they strike out a ton. And, you know, everybody points to the stats about strikeout rate. I think it is a little overblown. But when you get in a rut and you're striking out 15, 16 times a game, Jack, they have 150 strikeouts in the postseason. It's over 10 a game. They played 14 games. I'm bad at math. I'm not going to try to figure that out. But they it, – it's – when, when you're struggling and you have the mindset they do, they're, those guys are coming up, they're trying to hit home runs. That's what they do. And if they start you know, struggling in the World Series and start pressing, this thing could be over quick. So I, I think that's a big concern for the Rays. I'm not one of these to get into, oh, you know, strikeouts are horrible, like you should be scared of striking out. But I do, I, I, I'm not going to say it's a non-zero factor. It, it is. Because you, at some point, if you're, if you're struggling to hit, you have to put bat on ball. And the Rays have a hard time doing that. I mean, they won the first few games of that ALCS even. They were striking out 13, 14 times a game. So is that a concern? Yes, it's a concern. Especially in the playoffs. Especially in the World Series when games are decided by a single hit. Yeah. It's, you know, those at-bats are huge. I mean, we saw that with the Braves-Dodgers game last night. I mean, I actually thought it was going to be the other way around because the Dodgers were leaving on so many runners uh, early in that game, but it wound up not hurting them. All right, we are approaching the end of the show. So you know what we're going to do now. We're ending our World Series preview the only way we can, and I think the only way we should. Let's make our picks. Jack, I will start with you. Rays or Dodgers, and in how many games? Jimmy, Randy Arozarena is having a David Freeze, Daniel Murphy-esque postseason, but I don't think it's enough for the Rays. I, I, I really think this is the year that Kershaw gets his ring. I do think it's going to be a six- or seven-game series, but ultimately I believe the Dodgers take it, I want to say, six games. Jack's got Dodgers in six. I, again, I said it. I, I picked the Rays the whole year. Um, I actually feel all right about picking the Rays here. Um, it, it's, you know, uphill battle for them. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. But the arms they have coming out of that bullpen, we talked about it before, they can throw anybody at you. And, I mean, you just look up and down that bullpen, right? I mean, it, you could go to Castillo, you could go to Fairbanks or Thompson or Nick Anderson, who was, I thought, the best reliever in baseball this year. You could turn to any of those guys. That's an advantage. The dependability of those guys. The Dodgers still have some questions in the bullpen, although they did really well last night, right? You don't know who the closer is. Kenley Jansen is kind of on the rocks there. 
Um, so, you know, who are they going to go to late in games? That I think is a very valid question. I'm going to go Rays in seven. I'm really excited for this series. I think it's going to be great. I think it's pretty evenly matched, to be quite honest. And uh, more than anything, happy we got to the end of the season and happy we get to see these two teams play and settle it. Whoever wins this series, you could say undisputed best team in baseball this season. So that's something I'm really happy about. Absolutely. It's been a great season. And I really don't think we could have picked a better series to finish it off. I completely agree. Two best teams in baseball duking it out for the World Series. This has been another episode of Nosebleeds. We will catch you next week, either right before or right after the end of the World Series. For my partner, Jack Roche, my producer, Juliana Burke, I'm Jimmy Sullivan. Don't.